You're listening to watching a new edition of County Live. Chris, you're looking fantastic with the light behind you. We've got our lighting sorted out. Martin, you have got your lighting sorted out. I'm just here in my kitchen, but yours every week is looking more and more professional. I, I th honestly, I, I, I'm expecting to see your front room on iPlayer sometime soon. It's looking that kind of professional. It's looking really cool. There's your show, Martin's front room. That's that's our that's our next show. In in development, if uh, you know Netflix, do get in touch. We are available. Uh, but this is County Live, and you've managed to, uh, I was going to say dig up, dig up's not the right word, but you've managed to find another big name. This week, it's Tommy Rowe, Rowe, Rowe. Yes, and do you know what? I, um, I'm a little, uh, just <clears throat> just saying to you off air then, um, a little surprised at the massive reception we've had for Tommy. I, mean, I know he's a good player, he's a great name, he's a very, very friendly lad and everything else, but... Um, uh, people are, we're getting so many messages from it uh, saying how cool the player Tommy Rowe is it's great to see him on the show it's great to see him doing well everything else um, so I mean it's made me feel a bit better <laughs> about the show in general it's, he, he really is a lovely guy and he, he deserves all this this accolade and this praise for what he achieved as a player for the way he is as a person um, and it's really glad I'm, I'm just really glad to see it to see it go down as well as hopefully it will do well this is Chris's interview with Tommy Rowe Tommy Rowe, welcome to Stockport County Live. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, you've given me fair warning. You're not 100% at the moment, feeling a little under the weather. I am, yeah. Hey, Fever, it's just to tap me last minute. <laughs> well, we'll try and plough on. We'll try and get through it. Hey, Fever side, how are you doing? You okay? Yeah, I'm really good. Going really well. Um, we've just come to the end of our season. Um, slightly disappointed with the ending. Um, we expected to be in the playoffs where we were. Um, before the COVID had all um, come into fashion and now it's a case of rest for two weeks and start season again. Pre-season will start sort of around the 10th of August for us. So, yeah, it's not it's a short break. It's an unusual one, but I guess that's the times that we're living right now. Yes, uh, I want to talk to you about the championship um, ending in just a moment. About the pre-season, about the couple of weeks break, it's I find it strange at the moment because playoffs are still going on in some leagues while other teams are getting ready for pre-season. County have actually already, already started training. It's a very, very weird setup. Being involved in that mix as a player, how are you finding it all? Can you have any switch off or are you just on all the time? It is strange. I mean, I've got a few friends that, again, what you said there, they've started pre-season training. Um, and it's unusual because we're in the midst of it the, going into the, our sort of last nine games and lads are back for pre-season. Um, it's, it's, it is what it is at the minute. You know, we're all aware of what's been going on. Um, football has changed dramatically over the course of probably about four months, so nothing's normal anymore, I suppose, and um, what we're doing well in the football business at the minute is adapting and, um, you know, everyone's the same, every situation's different. So we're all trying to, you know, pull in the right direction. But yeah, I think you speak to your friends and you see where they're at. I suppose it's good because there's football always going on and fans have missed it for so long. So we get back going. It's, it's, it's a great thing. Was it hard for you to try and stay fit and stay healthy and active throughout COVID? I mean, spoken to a few players and, a lot of players, especially in the higher divisions, you know, they will have workout equipment at home. I spoke to Ash Williams a few weeks ago. He was saying he, he you know, he was okay because he had the gym at home. 
but there's other players who, you know, they move to different, even in, even in the Premier League, they move to a different club and they have just a nice apartment near the ground or whatever. They don't have a gym there. They don't have training. So how did you find staying, staying in shape? Yeah, there were challenges. Um, obviously, we start off with the, the, the introduction for us was a case of we didn't know how long we were going to be out of football. So do you start doing running or do you take this bre- uh, break now? Because you might not have one for another 18 months. Um, luckily for us, the club were well informed in terms of moving forward. And um, we got the relevant information at the right time to when to, to do the right amount of work. So at the start of it, we were just going out and running on the park and um, it brings it back to sort of the old school of the way you did it when you were a kid. And, and the nostalgia of that was really good for me because obviously we're cooped up inside the house, but there's a, there's a relevance to going out and doing a bit of running every now and again. Uh, and, you know, further down the line, we started to do Zoom sessions. Um, they were great because um, we got that sort of cohesion with the, the players that we've been missing, the, the chit-chat, and we needed that, I think. There was a time for it. And um, before you knew it, we were back in training and um, it seemed to go really fast and, and so well, but um, it was a complete shock to the system in terms of all the testing and tracing and things like that. Um, but yeah, like I say, it, it's gone like that in a flash, and that's football for you. Um, let's just talk for a minute about that championship ending. It was, um, I have no vested interest. I'm, I'm a Stockport County fan. I didn't have any vested interest in the teams in the championship specifically, but I found myself sitting on a knife edge. It was, it was, it was going one way, then it was going the other. Just, I know, I like you say, disappointment for yourself, but how was it again, just experiencing it from the inside? I think the build-up to it was was um, un, unrealistic to what the actual um, reality of it was. Um, we put a lot of sort of emphasis in in focusing on on the outcome of these performances because there's going to be no fans. Uh, would the intensity of the games be the same? And um, sort of injuries as well. You talk about injuries. You know, we're only at a short sort of pre-season, so um, there was loads of challenges going into it. And I thought the sort of the psychology of it was was higher than what the expectation was when we were actually going into the actual games. When you start playing football, it's just football again. You know, sometimes you, you, you go into this sort of flow where you don't even recognise the difference between fans and no fans, but obviously the atmosphere before it is the thing that you do feel. You're going into stadiums where it's quiet. Um, hotels, there's nobody there. And, and these things are a challenge um, to young players and old players, coaches. Um, but... It was it was different, and we learned and we adapted, and um, we went into it as best prepared as we could have been. Um, and in the end, we fell short. But you know, it was it was definitely an experience that you know we'll we'll learn from. Uh, we'll we'll need to come back next season. We'll have learned from this and be in a position where we we really should have, you know, took our chances of of the position and, and got into the playoffs. Um, especially with the ending of you know the last day, which was fascinating. We was. We were the only game in the championship that there was nothing real riding on it on the on the last game. It was in Preston. Um, but after the game, going back to the change rooms and seeing everything that happened, uh, it was even more disappointing mm. knowing, you know, just one of them, one of them wins, uh, losses could have could have been a win and you, you may have been in there. Yeah, no, I, I do sympathise with you. Let's, let's, I, I say let's move on to Stockport County, but I almost want to stay there while we do it. Um Obviously, your name came up a couple of weeks ago when, when we had Ash on the program, and he was talking about um, you know how county seem, seem to be everywhere. Everywhere he goes, there's county fans, there's county players, 
Uh, and that's how we started speaking like yourself. Um, is it is it nice for you, I guess, having people like Ash Williams just, just there with you, who you've obviously known for, I wouldn't like to guess how many years now, but a long time, and having him just there next to you in the changing room? Yeah, unbelievable for me. You know, when he came in at the start of the season, um, from obscurity, really, nobody um, expected it. And uh, we had a lot of injuries, so the the team from the start to sort of the end of pre-season was completely different. Um, I knew a lot about Ash. I have, you know, high estimations of Ash. He was my captain when I was at Stockport. I was a young boy. I'm not a young boy anymore. anymore. So um, all these things start to come in your head when you when you... But I also knew Ash as well as a friend. And um, when he came in, it was like old times, you know, talking about Stockport and, and things like that. And we actually used to live um, around the corner from each other in Wivenshaw when we were at Stockport. So, you know, I've, I've always held and look at Ash's career. That's another thing that comes to mind, you know, how many caps he's had for Wales, the, the sort of the level that he's uh, competed in. So it was great lift for everyone when he came in and more, more so for me because I knew him. And um, it was another face that I was familiar with. And... Uh, Somebody that I respected highly, and that gave me a great lift going into the start of a, a new championship season. Let's go back to those days where you, you used to live around the corner from each other, those days at, at Stockport County. To, to kick the conversation off, when you first hear Stockport County these days, when someone first mentions Stockport County to you, what, what do you kind of feel? What, what things pop to your mind, first of all, when hearing the words count Stockport County? Just immense pride. Um, disappointment at the of what's been going on over sort of a period of time in, in terms of the how good the fans were and, and the club in general um but you know some of the the achievements um early on in my career were all down to this great club um so there's there's always a story there's always conversation i love to have with people who um you know received letters 10 years on um from fan, county fans believe it or not and they're always the best ones because, you know, when you're youngest, um, it means the most because they, they, they helped you. They helped, they got to where you were to, before my Peterborough days of, um, you know, Jim Gannon bringing me on from a youth team player and Craig Madden when I was in the youth team. Um, all these coaches that have helped my career um, and, you know, most of them, well, some of them are still there now and you just mentioned two more that I believe they are played with. So, yeah, immense proud, uh, pride every time I hear the club. Uh, and obviously yourself with not having any affiliation with clubs in the championship, but the one thing that I look for on the on Sky Remote is, is Stockport's results from you know from when I left to to when the next game is. I'll always keep look my lookout. How how did the move first come about when you go back all those years and you you know there's 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 word that Stockport could be interested and you, you start as you know the, the the, the youth system, if you like, and, and the way that that worked out. How did it all happen back in those days? How did you first walk through those doors? I mean, I was 15 when I got told probably the worst news in my career was um, I was being released for the first time. And most players can remember that fondly because it hurts forever. No matter how old you get, you'll always remember them words, the way they got told if it was your dad or the coach, however it was. Um, but the main thing for me was my reaction from it. Uh, could have quite easily gone out of football like a lot of my friends did and it wouldn't have suited my lifestyle. I was tailored around being a footballer in terms of my professionalism and my detail and I just loved it. You know, when you if you love football so much you don't have a plan B. 
um, or a plan C sometimes. It was football or nothing for me at the time. Um, you know, being a dad now, I wouldn't copy that trend with my kids now. It's, uh, it's a dangerous road, but uh, at the time it was a case of I need a pick me up. I need to go back and love football again because I had the worst news ever. And um, I think United spoke to me about going to clubs like Blackburn and Bolton that were around the corner and Stockport County's name came up. And my dad knew well of Stockport being around the corner, Manor Farm. I lived that um, probably about a five minute drive from the training ground. The stadium is five minutes from my house. So the first um, the first idea for me, for me and my dad was to, to try Stockport out and to see what the environment was like and I'd heard good things going in from the coaches that the way they developed the young players and to give them a chance. Um, but I never expected it to be as fluent, my transition going into there. It was the first day and um, recognised players that I played against for years in, in sort of school football. Um, and it was it was literally, I couldn't say it any more highly about how, how welcoming it was in terms of the coaches. Peter Ward was my coach at the time. Um, and, you know, the lads there, they, I took to it so well. And, um, yeah, I signed for contract there. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it that much that I didn't need to look at any other clubs. Stockport County, um, I've made my mind up after the first session. Um, and, you know, the standard was just as high as United at the time in terms of the, the ability of players. We had a great team for three or four years going up all the way to the youth team. Uh, a lot of the players stayed the same, even to the pros. Uh, when we got the majority of the second years on that team got pro contracts so it turned out to be a very wise decision um, to come see Stockport in the first place. You mentioned Peter Ward there we had him on uh, a few weeks back again we've we've been running this legend series and Ward is almost in there twice um, for his time working with Jim and then obviously his time as a yes. player a lot of the players that we speak to they tell us about this dynamic that Peter and Jim had together where um, Jim, you know, very, very thorough master tactician, if you like. He, he analyses everything, makes sure every every T is crossed and I is dotted and warded. Although he had that in his locker, it seems to me from the outside like he was a he was the kind of relationship between the manager and the players almost. He was he was one of the lads. Yeah, they were they were literally like a comedy duo. You know, you probably wouldn't think that in terms of um, Jim Gannon's sort of seriousness to the way he works and stuff, but um, between them, they just bounce off each other so well. You could be getting on the coach and there'd be a joke about your name straight away. And I used to get it every time coming on the coach. You wouldn't know who it was. Um, but between them, they worked well. Um, Wardy knew the youth lads well because he worked with them as uh, through the academy. He had a massive amount of respect from everyone. Um, I think it was a natural progression for him to, to go as first-team coach. Um, great player. Uh, I used to, he used to talk about having a better left foot than me. And he's still, you know, and he's always had that banter, <laughs> that camaraderie. And I think that's what you need when you're a young, young player coming through. You need people you can trust and people that you respect. And um, I had two great people in front of me. Um, more importantly, they they brought into to my the way I was as a person. And um, my first year as a as a YT probably wasn't as confident. And probably still finding my way and. At the time, those players well ahead of me in terms of development, but they, they took the time and um, they put in the hours with me and hopefully, you know, I look back at it now and it paid off. I get the impression it was a very special place around the club uh, at that time. We've had players that you've played with on in recent weeks. Uh, Gary Dicker was one and he, you know, he had a few tales uh, of, of, of trips and away games and things like that. When you look back to the camaraderie and the, the team that County had 
around that time. What was it like in the dressing room? What, what was it like bouncing off those guys? It was good. I mean, early on when you had the lights, I mean, when I was there, there was Tony Dinnins was the captain and stuff. And I used to be terrified to going into the, the first team change room um, to get the boots because we had to clean boots. Uh, it was one of them where you'd, you'd want to be part of something, but you knew that if you were going in there, you had to be prepared. Um, it was that old school mentality the way it was. And I just loved it. Even the sort of second, third years, um, Adam LaFondra, people like that around then and Damian Allen, Michael Raines. These are the people that they were just above you and they were closer to it. They knew where, but you could feel it. You could see the way they were excited and they brought that into the younger lads to the first years. And it was a great transition from, you know, knowing where you're going to go and having players that have, have a dabble in it. They've gone in there, they've had a few games, but they're still in the, in the youth team and stuff. But, you can see the transition, um, but you can see it through their uh, character as well. The way they, they, you know, I was cleaning Damien Allen's boots um, for two seasons while I was there. Um, I just used to try and ask him questions, and I was always impressed with the, the way De Damo was like the fittest player ever. He could just run all day. Um, so just watching them, that was the best thing. And Manor Farm at the time, the the way it was set out was perfect for the young lads to to see the first team players. You, you mentioned a moment ago. It's it's sad to see the, the way the club went after, you know, after the amazing kind of feats of, of that team that you were involved with and, and what they did and what they achieved. Um, is it when you look? I mean, you've had an amazing career so far. You know, it's still going. Of course, it is. You've had this amazing career, and a lot of the players that you played with have gone on to have really good careers as well: Championship, Premier League, SPL. Um, is there a little bit of sadness that? it couldn't have been with County because I, I get the impression that if that team had stayed together for maybe another year, maybe two years, the, the, the talent was obviously there. Look what the players have gone on to achieve. The talent was there. As exciting as it is and as, as great as it is, is there a little bit of sadness that maybe it, we didn't all move up together? Without a doubt. That'll be sort of, you look back at that year in your career and um, there's a lot of questions that will never get answered. You know, that is in football, things... Um, Football is not always uh, correct in terms of the politics and things of like that. Um, you can look back at things and say, how did it get like that? But I'd rather remember my time at Starport to say, you know, what we actually achieved and the feeling that I felt when I was around the place. Um, and that's that's something that I'll never forget. You know, the promotion, the promotion particularly was my first full season in, in Football League and it was almost unexpected, you know. We we had a great team, we had great players, and but there was no sort of real pressure at the time. We we just it was everything was really natural. We were a young team, and I think at the time, um, young players get the chance to to express themselves. And because we had so many, it was really relaxed vibe. So, yeah, I think that team that we did have, particularly in the League One season, when after the promotion and sort of stabilised ourselves as a very good squad in League One. Uh, at one point, we were top half of the table. It's like, you know, we could keep going. Was, everyone had that idea in. Um, and not only that, you look at the time then, there's players, um, I was getting to sort of 1920, but the youth looked vibrant again. There's players coming through um, that could have kept on going. Um, and it's just like a conveyor belt. You look at the Borussia Dortmunds now, what they've done is, you know, they've had five, six managers and, They've kept that um, constant flow of, you know, probably won two or three tight league titles. They've been to Champions League finals. Um, 
but you know the talent's always there. The talent comes from the youth team and Stockport for me will always I always remember it as as a, as a talent hub for for players that um, definitely have had great careers and you know the sad thing is to the players that could have made it as well. With with the exception of Ash, who obviously we've already spoke about, do you stay in touch with any of the other lads from that time? Because for for me, the, the partnership, although you play on separate flanks, was always Anthony Pilkington and Tommy Rowe, and that was that was the one thing that every every county fan remembered is you just no no defence could deal with with Pilkington and Rowe on either side. But do you stay in touch with Anthony Pilkington? Do you stay in touch with any of the other players? Yeah, I think football is one of them things where it, it, you'll never really truly stay in touch and touch and like. There's no sort of, I've got kids now, I've got three kids and um, it's hard enough managing them than my friends at the time. But, um, <laughs> I feel you, I hear you. But, <laughs> I see all the lads from time to time and we have great conversations. Um, particularly for me was um, the group that I came through with from second year. Um, we had Greg Tanzi, James Tunnicliffe, Gianluca Haven, uh, Ryan Crowther, Dan Ellis, um, Paul Turnbull. We had a strong group and I think we won the Youth Alliance Cup that year. We probably should have won the league. We lost a lot of players through playing in the first team. Um, we had a great manager, you know, and they're the players that went through and, you know, they're the type of players that I'll still speak to and chat to, but the players that have all come through were all from one, one way or another, we're all connected. And um, if you see each other from time to time, it's just a good conversation, particularly the first time at Bristol with Ash, you know, sat talking for a good half an hour about the old days. Just a very quick one. I mean, it's a bit, a bit of an odd question, I guess. But County this week have signed brothers. They've signed Connor and James Jennings. Uh, James Jennings, Connor's obviously returning to the club. It's not every week um, two brothers are playing in the same eleven, but it has happened before at County. Was it was it a bit of a I don't know a bit of a, a sense of pride playing alongside your brother in the same team at County? It was. It was. It was immense um, pride at the time. Um, again, Danny, similar to my own journey, gone through. Um, Manchester United's academy and um, he got released and he had a choice to go to sort of Bolton or Stockport. Um, they were really keen on him though in this time. Bolton was seen him play, they really liked him and we, we managed to keep Danny at Stockport. I think it was because he saw my progression and uh, came through and he did great for the youth team and again naturally progressed into the first team and we I remember the game at Peterborough was special. I think I was left back and he was left wing um, I remember the game fondly to be honest it was a great game the Leeds game he, he'll never forgive me for he says that, um, we won 2v1 and uh, I, sh- I shot instead of laying him off he said he would have scored uh, he never lets me live that down to be honest to him. Uh, don't blame him to be fair away at Ellen Road and would have slipped him in for an easy assist and uh, took a shot on but no it, it was great to be fair We I think we got a little bit of local press at the time Um Manchester News did a piece on, on us, uh, saying we were one of the first to play together. So it was great. It all came together at the same time. We learned from each other. Do you accept learning. fault? Then? Yeah, definitely. I'll, Do you I'll accept fault? Brother, oh, yeah. oh, I, I accepted it on the day, but he will never forgive me for it, unfortunately. <laughs> um, it's it's one question, and again, I don't want to get you in any trouble. So feel free to either nod, shake, or or whatever. But um, one day in the future. Could it ever happen, Tommy Rowe running out of Stockport County in a, in a county shirt again? 100%. And, you know, anything's possible in football. Um, I was born and raised in, in Manchester and um, 
I'll always be affiliated with these areas. Um, again, you know, I'm still working hard on my own career and I'm pushing on. And my uh, my son at the minute, he's 10 now. He's um, he's loving football as well. Uh, I keep whispering to him saying, we'll play together one day. I, you know, I don't know <laughs> if it's possible. Um, he's got to make his debut quite young for me to keep going. But hopefully, hopefully, who never knows, the dream would be to do that at Stockport, I suppose. Um, but yeah. They are dreams, and I'll I'll still aspire to things like that, and uh, I'll just keep working hard now. And who knows what can happen in the future? Does it just just very quickly? And I know we're coming towards the end now. Does it does it feel special as a player? And like I say, I know you've gone on to have a great career, and I know that County are not the biggest club in the world, but just knowing that even these days when County fans have been at away games or they're out on Edgeley after a win or or whatever, and they've all had a few scoops. That your name is still sung by by fans. You're spoken about in in such high regard, and you've spoken fondly about when you were a kid playing football. And I was there as a kid playing football, where you have dreams and you want to do this one day and you want to do that one day. And regardless of what level you play at, if you can get the, to the stage where fans will still sing your name ten years after leaving or however long it is, you know, and you will, you have that that little corner that you will always be remembered fondly. Does that? Does that tick a box within you? Does that make you have a sense of, I don't know, it just give you a warm fuzziness, I guess? Yeah, definitely. You couldn't have described it any better, you know. Um, the, the the best thing I, I can remember was um, the most recent one was getting the train to Doncaster and I was just in a Starbucks and the manager was the biggest Stockport County fan ever. Um, free coffee straight away. And it was like, I didn't need to do that. All I wanted was conversation about the old days and that was that was enough. But he was great, you know. There's fans like that everywhere. There's, you know, Stockport deserves it. Um, and I have no doubt that they will be on the rise again, um, fighting in the Football League at the highest level again. That is, that is a guarantee because the people care in the area, you know, good working class people as fans. And... Um, you know, the club will be there one day. Um, and I'm excited to see it. Um, I'll, I'll keep my eye out for all the results for the new season coming up. That'll be a big season. Um, as everyone knows, there's always expectations on Stockport County to do well because the fans demand it. And um, I think that's a good thing in the in the whole. Listen, Tommy, I can't thank you enough um, for this evening. Uh, do you think you'll get to a game? Anytime soon? Well, when the doors reopen properly, can we get you down to a game and maybe bring you up to the studio? Oh, yeah, 100%. That'd be amazing. Especially now knowing a few of the lads have joined back um, in different roles. Uh, it'd be great, great to see some more faces. Excellent. Well, listen, I can't wait for the day and hopefully this COVID will pass quickly and, and nicely and we'll just get it all back running as we were. Tommy Rose, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Chris. Take care, mate. So, Chris, that was uh, Tommy Rowe. And as usual, I always pick up on a couple of things. But the, the thing that uh, really stood out for me there was his um, his praise for, for Jim Gannon. I mean, all the players that have been on, you know, on this series so far, or most of them have either played with Jim or under Jim. And some of them, you know, have done been lucky enough to do both. But his praise for Jim Gannon there really stood out. Yeah, Um it- and it's not the first time we've heard it either. Um, if you think back all those weeks ago, beginning of June, I think it was, when Ash Williams was on, um, and he was saying that what Jim was trying to implement back then when these guys were first here, 
they're just seeing these things come out in training sessions now in the Championship, even in the Premier League. So it, they both speak absolute wonders about Jim Gannon. And any county fan knows the qualities of Jim Gannon. Every county fan knows that the man is an absolute miracle worker, a mastermind tactician uh, at the football pitch. But to hear these players kind of kind of give that first-hand experience, because a lot of county fans and you and I and everyone else, we see what we see on a Saturday afternoon, Tuesday evening. That's when we see Jim Gannon in his, in his element. Those guys, those players see it three or four times more than that a week. In training sessions, they're, they're the ones who are having late-night phone calls with him talking about tactics. They're the ones who are, who are going over, you know, how to play set pieces this way and that way and everything else. And, and they really reap the fruits of that. Um, they really reap the fruits, uh, the, the rewards of that um, so, so well. And what I would say about Tommy Rowe and Jim Gannon, it's a little bit um, unbequeath, is that the right word? To... Um, to, to kind of talk about what we saw, what we what, to, to bring up what we talk about off air, but after our chat, he carried on speaking about just how much Jim Gannon meant to him, and he actually said the words, "He's improved me as a player. He's improved me as a person." You know, he was talking about how he what Jim Gannon used to go through with them in training sessions. He now goes through with his own kids when they're doing their homework and stuff like that. And I think that's amazing. That that's a sign of a real manager. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think you know most of the players that you'll have talked to will will have felt that, but he's just articulated that in a in a really good way. And of course, the other thing about Tommy is you know the championship is uh, you know actually it's coming to a head as we speak. It's uh, the AFL uh, finals on at the moment. Uh, it's Brentford nil, Fulham nil. It's fifty five minutes at the moment. Um, but yeah, but yeah, so so that one looks like it's going to go to the wire. Um, talk about that in a sec but he's you know he's obviously had a, a big say about what's uh, happened in the championship this year well, he was gutted as well you know he's just missed out and you think you know we've all been there as a fan be it playoffs you know cup games whatever if this goal goes in if if, if that draw is a win if that loss is whatever you know um so he was gutted but at the same time he had this appreciation and I felt I had to, to be kind of open with him when I said you know as much as I like seeing former county players do well, I didn't have any particular affiliation with the with any of the clubs up at the top of the championship. It's not going to affect me either way whether Brentford or Fulham go up tonight. But um, I, I love the I love the sport, I love the game. And when you're seeing that kind of frantic atmosphere environment, my next door neighbour here is a Nottingham Forest fan, <laughs> you know, and, and he I could hear him going up and down, and and then he's just missed out in injury time, and you. Yeah, heart breaks for him, but it's football. That's what. It's why we love it. It's what it is. And um, so you know, he's he's been through a real roller coaster, Tommy. Um, but you know, okay, he was quite disappointed, I guess. But he loves the sport. He loves the game, um, and he'll be back again next season. And I think, um, I think that's what all county fans, all fans in general, now are just chomping at the bit. We're in this weird place where the Champions League is kind of here, but it's maybe not what we're used to. Um, we don't really know how it's going to look. It could look absolutely amazing, but it also could fall a bit flat, very cagey. Um, there's teams that aren't going to have a proper pre-season because they're still in playoffs, they're still in Champions Leagues, and then a couple of weeks later, the season proper starts again. And It's a, it's all just a bit crazy at the moment. But, um, yeah, I, it's just, just just glad to be a part of it. Yeah, exactly. We, we play our little part. In entertaining people when it you know, when it comes to football content, um, they're calling it the um, 
the biggest, well, the ESPN called it the richest game in sports, 215 million. <laughs> um, will go to Brentford or Fulham if they, if they win that. So do you have a preference between Brentford and Fulham? Not really. Um, I mean, I, I, I tend to look at like, what, what do I know about each club? You know, uh, I quite like Scott Parker. I was a big fan of Scott Parker as a player. Um, uh, Brentford, it'd be nice to see someone a bit different in there. As I, I enjoy match of the day on a Saturday night. Um, that's about as far as my interest in the Premier League goes. I will watch it when I come home from County. It's a nice little wind down, you know, take your mind off, off what's happening at County and just stay in the realm, but put onto a different topic. Um, no. Just, no, well, sorry. exactly. I mean, <laughs> Boring answer, but I lived for twenty years in London, so I, I've been to both grounds. I used to once when I was at Fulham, um, a ball boy ran on the pitch and picked up the ball before it actually went over the line. That's my big, <laughs> that's my biggest memory of Craven Cottage. Um, and yeah, Brentford have been there a few times. Yeah, I think it'd be as you say, it'd be nice to have someone different in there. And obviously, it mean a lot to to Brentford, but yeah, again, you know, don't. Don't really care. Um, I, I, I do have, don't have a soft spot for Fulham a bit because there was a guy I used to work with and I worked for the council down there and he worked for the council. He was called Tosh Chamberlain and he played for Fulham in the 50s and he played on the opposite wing to a very famous guy called Johnny Haynes. It was like probably, he's probably Fulham's greatest ever player and he played for England and stuff. But, but Chamberlain was like a real kind of Jack the Lad and, uh, once uh, he, t- he told me a story about um, they were playing at Anfield, funnily enough, and um, Haynes actually, um, Haynes kept getting the ball. They kept putting the ball to Haynes and he wasn't getting the ball at all. So about 10 minutes into the game, Chamberlain got off the pitch and went and sat in the stands while the game was going on with his arms crossed because they weren't passing him the ball. <laughs> 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 this was in the, in the first division in the 1950s. And he Could sat on imagine? the ball. He sat on the ball once as well, so. He did a. Um, you, who was the guy who sat, who, who stood on the ball? Who was that and saluted? Who was that who did that? Oh, who was that? Yeah, who come was on. That? You have to try and remember by the end of the show. Um, but uh, in other news, fantastic new new signing, a new old signing. Some really good news for the club this week. Oh, how good is it to have Jamie Stop back at Stockport County? And do you know what it's done, right? Do you know what it's done? The whole ethos, if you like, of Stockport County signing the players that they know and continuing this community feel is so summed up in Jamie Stott and all these little stories have come out around it. Was this ethos kind of going a little bit with, you know, all the new boys coming in, you know, now now we've got this new ownership and everything else and you think, yeah, you can probably see that argument. But the fact that they've kept hold of the core group of players or at least a core group of players um, the fact that Jamie Stott is now back and county fans know him inside out, exactly what he offers. He's a left-sided centre-half, can be put out left-back if needs be, but really he's a left-sided centre-half. You know how he's going to play in the team. You know the qualities he brings. What's the first thing you see on social that evening? It's Sam Walker putting videos on Facebook of Sam Walker, Dan Cowan, Paul Turnbull, Ash Palmer, Jordan Keane and um, Jamie Stott going out for a few beers to celebrate. That is what you, that is how important um, a this club is. B those players are, but, but C that is how, that is the impact of Jamie Stott. He's coming into a dressing room that he knows. He's coming into a group of players that yes have new faces, but he knows them and he can respect them and appreciate them. And 
for me, it's a fantastic signing because of his age, because of how he knows the gaffer already. This kid has got potential written all over him. Mm. Throw him in the Premier League now and he'll be out of depth. Wouldn't know what he's doing. But I think give him a few years at Stockport County, get a couple of promotions under his belt. This guy's got championship defender, maybe even further than that, completely within his locker. I think he's that good. I think he's that good a player. And I don't just think that because of uh, statistics that I've seen online or hearsay, but I've seen him. We've seen him do it at County. We've seen the remarkable improvement in the team's performance when he was in the squad. We saw those, We saw County, Dan Cowan did well deputising when he came in, but long term, County didn't look as strong without Jamie Stott, I don't think. And now to have him back, it's just, it's a great, great signing. And um, he's a County player this time. It's a two-year deal. Yes, no more loans. None of this, you know, um, he has to go back for a game and then he can come back and he misses the last game of the season. So he's in the stand celebrating. I mean, how 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 much of a fantastic story was that? At Nuneaton County, you know, to win the league, they have to go and get the win. They do it. Jamie Stock can't play despite being such a key figure throughout the season. Um, the pictures come up online of him just going wild in the stand celebrating as the goals go in. And, and it was just so good that he was a part of that game because it would have been horrifically unfair. Well, let's be honest, horrible if he's played such a strong part all season then he's not in the celebrations at the end. So it was great to have him there. I think he is he is at one with this club now. And even the players that have left are still very, very close to, you know, we are carrying this team throughout. And um, I just don't see any negatives. I just don't. And um, uh, as a County fan, I'm buzzing about it. It's time to throw things at the screen if you're a county fan. I was going to quickly talk about Liverpool, but um, he is the kind of player, obviously, as you said, you know, at Premier League level, that Liverpool need. Um, Liverpool probably not going to do much in the transfer market again uh, this summer. That's been being made clear. And, you know, everyone was crying this time last year and look what happened. So I'm not too bothered. But I think Andy, somebody who can cover Andy Robertson, but also do a job at centre-half, exa- exactly what Liverpool would need. So... Yeah, you know, what what a great well, player. Keep, what a, keep your hands off him. <laughs> what, He's ours what, what a great signing for, for County. So Yeah, ball play, ball play centre-half. Happy days. Ball playing centre-half. You can't, yeah, you can't, um, can't have enough of them. Um, now, next week, clues or <laughs> no clues? No, um, no. But I can tell you next week... Um, I'll give you. I'm not going to give you a clue. I'm not going to give you anything to guess who it is. But next week is a player that um, I am so excited to have on because he is a, for me. He is a club legend. He is a club legend. There will be people there that go. I oh, didn't play for. He only played for a couple of years, and it was only at whatever level and blah blah blah. But for me, this guy is a real, real name next week, and um, I'm buzzing. I'm absolutely buzzing to have him back on. So um, yeah. Nothing, nothing given away here. Um, we'll put it out on Instagram on Monday, um, as ever. And um, yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. And I think you will as well. Well, I'm buzzing as well because I squeezed a couple of clues out of you there. You said only a couple of seasons, so you know there's a bit of clue, bit of clue there, <laughs> <laughs> unintentional clue. But uh, let's give it at the finger guns. We'll see you next time on County Live. <laughs>